0: hello everybody yeah this is david jeremiah and uh, i'd like us to look into god's word together so we want to discuss and then dig into scripture concerning um, the subject of spiritual fatherhood you understand so i will just delve straight into it Now, um, I want us to understand that when certain terms are being used in Scripture, um, now, when the Bible speaks about the term Scripture, the Bible simply is not referring to the New Testament but the Old Testament. Now, uh, everything in the New Testament were being drafted based on the knowledge and the understanding of the mystery that was hidden or concealed in the Old Testament about Christ. So the Old Testament is um, the mystery concealed, you understand, about Christ, the mystery of Christ concealed, and then the New Testament is the mystery of Christ revealed. Hallelujah. So whenever we want to speak in view of bible terms you understand or we take a particular term or a particular word so we would have to understand what that word actually means because a lot of um, definition or meaning actually would come with uh, with the way the scripture interprets it and the scripture was originally written in a language which was the aramaic you understand the Hebrew language you get so now um, this uh, these words to better understand them you have to understand how these words have been used originally in their original language to be able to understand like the rich um, and the rich depth you understand of their meanings so, we take a word like father because that is the subject topic. So we understand that what a father means. Father is, and uh, the word for father in our time today is dad. You understand? Uh, someone who is a father to you, who gave birth to you. You understand? So your father is someone who whose DNA you carry you know, because he gave birth to you. You understand? But um, looking at father, since we are dealing with um, Bible terms here and we are trying to understand what spiritual fatherhood is, speaking of spiritual, we have a manual that guides us on spiritual, which is God's word. And God's word was was written um, in Hebrew and in Greek, you understand, before it got translated and translated, you understand into the language we all understand, the universal language of English. Do you understand? So, now, like I said, we need to understand what those words mean to get the rich depth of their meanings, you understand? So, we understand father to be one who give birth to us, who we have a very strong relationship with, you understand being our parent, we share the same DNA and all of that, you understand? One who provides for us and all of those things. But now, when you sound the word Father in Hebrew, which is Abba, and then in Greek, which is Peter, understand? What comes to their mind is source and sustainer. The source and sustainer, nourisher, protector. So, they understand this term in view of function function so what it means is that a father to a son for you to be a father it means that you have offsprings being a father means that you have offsprings now offsprings of whom you are a source to offspring of whom you are a sustainer to offspring of whom you are a nourisher to offspring of whom you are a protector to. Now, your job and your role as a father is to ensure that this amazing, wonderful set of people who are your offspring are being nurtured into growth and maturity. Are we together right now? So they are being nurtured into growth and maturity. That is your job as a father. So you guide them, you protect them, you nourish them, you understand? You act as their source. Now, bringing it back, um, spiritual fatherhood as it applies to the body of Christ, the church. Now we understand that God is our father. Every believer is born into the household of God and God as their heavenly father. But now, I'm speaking in view of spiritual fatherhood in the body of Christ in the church your local assembly or spiritual fatherhood in terms of a believer and his growth coming into faith growing in faith being developed in faith do you understand what i'm saying right now so um we're going to look into um scripture first of all i'm going to be addressing the subject of confusion here you understand as it is um described even in scripture so if um your hands are not too busy and uh I would love you to pick up your Bibles and um turn with me to First Corinthians chapter one verse twelve. Let's start from verse eleven. First Corinthians chapter one verse eleven. So this was Paul writing to the Corinthian church, you understand. Okay, let me start from verse 10. It says, "Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing." So he was speaking about unity. He was to, um, admonishing them on unity, the essence of unity, you understand? And that there be no there be no division, sorry, amongst you. But that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Now, he now brings out what um, the claim was, you understand? He says, For it, it had been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe that there are contentions among you, there are contentions amongst you, so now we all know what a contention, what contention is, you understand, there is a sense of disparity, so the reason why he's actually preaching or admonishing them on the um, um, matter of unity is simply because there is a sense of disunity, there is a sense of discord, you understand, in their mindset, remember he was talking to them to be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment we now so i want us to understand what judgment means so what it means for you to pass a judgment would be that you have an opinion that you are you are you are you're responding in um you, you're responding with your actions in view of that opinion you understand so you do not have to say something with your words your action actually and um, judgment you understand so you have an opinion about something whether confirmed or not and you decide to act with respect to your opinion you have judged the person you understand so what it means is that for them to be perfectly joined together in the same mind having the same mind and in the same judgment so it means that their opinions should be the same their response to that opinion should be the same now what was that disco- what was that contention here he said now this i say that every one of you see it one i am of paul Two, I am of Apollos. Three, I am of Cephas, Kephas, which is Peter. Four, I am of Christ. You understand? I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. And then he asked, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? Hallelujah. So, there was a disparity about, you know, their spiritual leaders, who taught them, who was, you know, um, their father. You understand? You understand? who taught them and all of those things and then Paul was like "Uh uh-uh nah it is going to cause um disparity if you cannot clearly put it out you understand so and you know this whole thing was a rancor it was a rancor do you understand this whole thing was a rancor because um and you know the amazing thing is that Uh, some of them were claiming to be Christocentric people. (laughs) You understand? Some of them were claiming to be Christocentric people, some of Paul, some of Apollos, some of um, Kephas, you understand? So, there is no sense of unity, putting Christ in the picture, Christ whom they are supposed to follow. Putting Christ. So, some follow Paul and not follow Christ. Some follow Christ and not follow Cephas. Some follow Cephas and not follow Apollos. So, that is the kind of um, confusion that is happening in the church—it is, it is, it did not just start now. It started um, as far as the church had been. Do you understand? So, bringing to our, um, our our life today as believers in recent times, you understand, we do not have an understanding of who our spiritual father is, or what's the role, or who is that person. You understand? that does what in our life that would make us accrue this person to be our spiritual father yeah. hallelujah do you understand what i'm saying so okay so now i've just currently stated um also from scripture you understand what that confusion is you understand so now the next piece of it is um looking at paul's response Paul's response to this confusion. So, you know, we stop there. Paul, the book of, when you read a book of scripture, you should understand that that book is dealing with certain issues. You understand? Paul was dealing with certain issues, their unity, their perception, the discord in the body of Christ. You understand? In the Corinthian church precisely. You understand? But Paul read on and read on and read on. So now Paul gave them the solution. Paul gave them the solution. You understand? And that solution is what I would like us to see. Turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11. 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 1. All right, so I would read. Now, this is um, Paul stating here. He says, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Be ye followers of me, as I also i'm of christ now this is the solution this is what paul is simply saying some of you say i am of paul some of you say i am of apollo some of you say i am of Kephas. some of you say i am of christ you know what all of them hmm? follow me paul understands what it means for your focus to be single there is a there is an importance for your focus to be single for your focus to be channeled in one direction it is very very important for your focus to be channeled in one direction so now he says that be ye followers of me even as I also am of Christ now you may be wondering why would he not say that um since Christ is like greater than Why didn't you just tell them? You know what? All of us, eh? Me. Peter, which is Kephas, and um, Apollo, leave us as a repeater. Follow Christ. Follow Christ. But he would not say that simply because there is an attribute, there is an attribute that distinguishes a father from people who give instructions in righteousness people who you know teach don't worry we're gonna get them now when he made this same statement let's um, turn to ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 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 now he says be ye therefore followers of god as what dear children be ye therefore followers of God as what dear children, now listen this word here, the point I'm trying to bring out here, this word here uh, was speaking about them following God Hmm? now, based on the gospel the truth, you understand, the life we are now living you understand, now he's admonishing, um, the point I'm trying to bring out here is the word follower 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 now the word follower here using my strong the word follower here is um from the greek word mimites mimites what it means it's to be an imitator so following in my statutes you understand how you see me do things how you see me um you know act that is literally what a child does to is to um his father i'm speaking like earthly now you understand so a child by default grows by imitation by imitation even way before his sense of reason is being developed and then his sense of reasoning is being developed and he begins to use the sense of reason based on the foundation that has been built by imitation do you understand so um, he he begins to apply a sense of reasoning when he grows old and becomes mature, based on the foundation that has been built by imitation. So, coming back to First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse one, this is Paul. Paul, I love this guy. Paul telling them, "You see that imitates. Hmm? Be ye an imitator of me, like imitate me, my footstep. Hmm? You see, yes, you are a follower of Paul, Kephas, Apollo. This is the solution hmm? to stay unified." Hmm? Follow me, imitate me, even as I imitate Christ. Now, why would he not send them directly to Christ? But why would he send them to him? Do you understand? So, first of all, I want to establish the fact that um, there is spiritual parenthood and spiritual sonship amongst the believers. You understand? So, um, turn with me to First Corinthians chapter four. First Corinthians chapter four. To was Paul, while still trying to like elaborate on their confusion. You understand? So he elaborated on their confusion before he went to conclude on their solution in verse eleven in chapter eleven, verse one. So while he was still addressing the case, the confusion that happened in chapter one, in verse four, and chapter four, verse fourteen. Let's start from fourteen. Now he says, "I write not these things to shame you." Hmm? But as my beloved sons, I warn you. So these people were who? His sons. And now, Paul now goes further to to describe what it meant for them to have been his sons or for him to have been their father. He says, for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, listen carefully, 10,000 instructors in Christ, that is the case of many of us today. We have a lot of people who actually teach us who we have certain questions we know okay these people are gifted in this to improve answers understand but then he says yet you have not many fathers for in christ jesus i have begotten you through the gospel so they were established in the gospel they were established in the gospel he took responsibility for their establishment now, these 10,000 instructors are people, see, no matter the amount of people that you actually have, you understand, who are breaking your who are, you know, dishing God's word, and, you know, uh, people that you look up to, mm, your spiritual father is that one who takes you by the hand, grooms you, begets you, grow you in maturity. Are you with me now? Hallelujah and then he concludes in verse 16 he says wherefore i beseech you be followers of me because i begot you through the gospel from verse 15 16 i beseech you be followers of me amen amen so now i'm rounding off i just want to make this very short as short as possible you understand acts 2020 this is the very last scripture to just seal up this whole thing acts 2020 So, Paul was describing uh, how he has, you know, brought himself to them, you know. So, he was describing how he has brought himself to them, everything that he has done, amen. So... And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have shown you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. So here we actually see that it is an intentional thing. Paul took a sense of intentionality with these guys. He was an apostle sent by Christ. Sent of Christ. You understand? So, Christ was the one who nurtured this man into stature. Nurtured him into maturity. But outrightly, Christ is not doing that directly to them. Number one. Number two. The Corinthian church did not have the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, the book of this. What they had... Was Genesis to Malachi. Genesis to Malachi. Are we together? So they needed the ministry of the apostles, the ministry of Paul, to really help them demystify these things. Because the Old Testament, like I said, was the ministry of Christ concealed. So the New Testament is the mystery of Christ revealed. Now, the mystery of Christ revealed, are these apostles going to the mystery of Christ concealed? Because that is where the substance is, but it is hidden. They unravel it by the help of the Holy Spirit, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and then they uncover these things in their writings. And then, the reason why it's seeming as if um, the New Testament actually holds a lot of reality is simply because it is simplified. There is a lot more hidden in the Old Testament. Quickly turn with me to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's see what Paul has to say concerning, um, you know, approach to studying the scripture. Yeah, so now listen. First, second corinthians chapter 3 from verse from verse 14 from verse 14 this is what paul said paul said but their minds were blinded for unto until this day i'm going to actually open something for you in verse 18 <laughs> we all know this thing but then i'm going to open it so just follow me so you understand it but their minds were blinded, for until this day remained the same veil on taking away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. Now, the reality, if you read before then, you actually see that Paul was actually making a comparison between the old and the new. If the, for, from verse 9, for if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. Speaking about the comparison, do you understand? So, and not as Moses from that, um, sorry, um, f- from verse 14 rather, but their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament which veil is done away in christ so look at it the reading of the old testament by old testament is not talking about the old testament books It's actually talking about the old covenant you understand which god um, made with moses so when you see the book the name moses moses is um, a symbol or or, or, or a type you understand for the law and christ is a type for grace do you understand? Is grace personified? Moses is law personified. Do you understand? So, when their their minds were blinded, when they were when they are reading the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, you understand. So, the Old Covenant, in the Old Covenant, you have the Torah, you have you know all of those books and everything. When they read it, they read it with the veil. The only way, so he's not saying which veil is done in Christ. The only way you can uncover that veil, you can have understanding of the mystery that is sealed, concealed in that thing, is what? By reading it with Christ. Christocentric. Reading it with an understanding, as one of my disciples naturally puts it, you have to have a Christological approach to studying the old testament. You have to read it through the lens of christ so and then he says in verse 15 but even until this day when moses is read the veil is upon their heart when moses is read so when the law is read when their focus is on the law when moses remember, he is using types so what it means is that not when they read the law just as when we go so it does not mean that when we also go to read the law when he says moses he's saying he's reading they're reading the law Moses, the, the type for the law but with the consciousness that moses has given to them not with the reality of christ he says that the veil is upon their hearts when moses is read When the law is read with the consciousness of Moses, with the consciousness of the law, the veil is upon your hearts. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, when you read Christocentric, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty people talk about the fact that when there's liberty you know into a jump around and yeah amazing amazing but what this place actually is speaking about is when you read scripture you find the freedom you find the truth in it the truth shall make you free and you shall know the truth the words of jesus and the truth shall make you free you understand so that veil is a cage the veil is a bondage you understand but then the moment they actually turn their gaze upon the upon upon christ you understand while reading the old testament what happened Happens is that the veil is taken away and there is liberty? So when it turns to the Lord, he says, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what liberty. You understand? And then we now see in verse 8, which is our we, we all know this. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. So, okay, what happens here is that, you see, the Old Testament, the reason why there is so much transformation in the church is because the Old Testament has been demystified. The Old Testament has been debunked. The Old Testament, Christ has been revealed. So the Old Testament is Christ conceived. The New Testament is Christ revealed. That is the reason why there is so much transformation today. So when you read the Old Testament through the lens of Christ with a Christological perspective, what happens is that you are beholding, as in a glass the glory of God. Because when it shall, from verse 16, it says, Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken. You understand? understand? And are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. You understand? So we can actually see this this same thing, you understand, roll out in um Romans twelve, verse two, you understand, which is um which says that, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The transformed there, you understand, is um the transformed there is from the greek word metamorpho so from the word metamorphosis you understand so it means to transform from inside out you understand it's an inside out transformation from within so what happens is you're changing from glory to glory you understand so it's a gradual thing it's a progressive thing you understand so as you keep beholding keep beholding the reality of Christ is uncovered and then you are being changed you understand so the bottom line is this you may have many instructors But your spiritual father is that one who holds you by the hand and ensures your growth, whether male or female. Holds you by the hand, ensures your growth, feeds you. So, is one who is a nourisher. Your father is a nourisher, feeds you with spiritual diet, keeps feeding you till you are mature, strong, and plump. I would have loved to open a a lot more scripture, but... um, you know, I just want to make this short. I didn't intend to keep it this long. Uh but I would have to stop here. So I wanna encourage everyone who has um, listened so far up until this point. Uh, I wanna say a very big thank you. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. Uh this is Word alive. You understand? God's Word alive with um David Jeremiah. So um and amazingly to God by God's grace this is the first um Podcast I will be making ever, ever. You understand? There is more to come. Let's dig into scripture together. Let's uncover God's word together. You understand? And I want you to know that God's richest and best is not to come. It is here already. You understand? And it is made available in the life you have received. This is the way, the life of God. You understand? God's richest and best is available for you. Receive it and enjoy it. Just act as a recipient would. Your job is to what? Simply receive. God's grace be with you all the days of your life. You are the house of God forever. Amen. Alright, have a blessed um, day, night, evening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Bye. (laughs) Okay, hello guys. Um, So, I just want to quickly address um, something on the three minute 10 seconds timeline of the podcast, you know, earlier. And um, it's actually very, very um, subtle, such that, um, you know, we might just say, oh, well, it's almost the same thing, you know, but then it's technical, you understand? And um, it needs to be addressed because it's very, very important. As much as it may really not show, you understand, so much here, it could actually greatly impact our comprehension of other parts of Scripture. Do you understand? So, on that three minutes ten seconds timeline was where I stated, um, that about um, God's Word. you understand God's Word? And um, you know, God's Word being uh, when I was trying to um, explain on spiritual fatherhood that for us to understand, we need to understand um, Hebrew and how they. You understand the, the rich depth of their meanings. You understand too. So, Every word or term used in scripture because this was God's word to them. God was speaking to them, God was writing to them through the prophet, through the law, whatever, whatever. You understand? So, how they perceived it was based on their understanding. So, God brought his words via their understanding so it would be easy for them to comprehend what he had to say. Same thing through Paul, Greek, you understand? To them because that was what they could understand. So, for us to understand, Paul's writing intently and um, a lot more deeply, we have to understand how the Greek would have rendered those words to find the interpretation. And same in the Old Testament, how the Hebrews would have rendered supposed to find the interpretation, then we can actually get understand what they actually meant specifically when they use those words or choose to use those terms, understand, in communication. You get my point? So, while I was saying that, I was saying that, um, so for us to understand them, um concerning spirituals god gave us a manual. i said it was god's word but ah hold on yes god's word but amazingly it was the bible that would have been best to have been said because in the bible is god's word contained in them in the bible is also the words of the devil contained in them the words of the devil to jesus when he was fasting you understand so it says um, so everything in the bible is accurate everything in the bible understand is um is accurate but not everything in the bible is truth god's word is truth in the bible you find god's word i don't even understand what, what what so in the bible it still contains the erratic nature of man so we hear of lamech marrying two wives that he married two wives that was uh, uh, an event jake and moses same thing and um, sorry i said moses abraham you know married them um, Sarah had a son with Hagar, same with Jacob. Intention was to marry Rachel, but then he he still wanted Rachel to look ahead for Rachel. But now, because of the you know, they went into their, their meetings and then he had children with four women. That it was recorded in the Bible does not make it right, does not make it the truth. You understand? So god gave us the bible you understand as a manual to guide our understanding so we actually see erratic ways and see the way so both the descriptive um the bible is both descriptive and prescriptive so, so it describes how it should have been you understand or how it was and also it prescribes you understand how it is supposed to be do you understand so in the bible contains that so god gave us the manual the bible and the bible was written the greek you understand so the bible was written in greek and the bible was written in uh, hebrews also do you understand the bible was written in greek and in hebrews also you understand so god's word is the revelation of christ god's word is christ in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god you understand this is um in a simple term you understand And um, the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst men, you understand? So the scripture is God's word. John 5, 39 says that you search the scripture for you think in them you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. So the scripture which we refer to as the Old Testament testify of Jesus, you understand? Now in that testimony of Jesus you would actually see series of events. Now this series of events are stories in which the mystery of Christ was concealed in them. So studying scripture would be to what? Find the testimony of Jesus, you understand? And also, like I said, the New Testament is mystery revealed, you understand? The mystery of Christ revealed, and then when you actually write them, then it now brings Jesus out. So when you're reading it, you're literally seeing Christ, seeing Christ, seeing Christ everywhere, just literally in Christ everywhere. <laughs> Pardon my um, use, you understand, of um, language. And, and all of that so but that is just what i i, I wanted to clarify you understand so it would have been best if i had said you understand I, I know some of you may not see it to be really important but it is very very important you understand so a lot of times you when know, actually so i had to go through the podcast again so while going through the podcast you know i saw that oh you know because I like to listen to the podcast to get blessed, you understand, before publishing it. So, while listening to it, then I, I noticed that, and you know, it rang an alarm in my head. So, just like I would have heard someone say, you know, there's an alarm, like, God's word, you understand? So, it's very, very important, technically speaking, because your, this message is not just for me alone. I'm not discussing to myself, I'm not discussing to someone. I'm discussing to a lot of people who may not. And of which some may not and um, likely listen to, and um, any other podcast for me again. Do you understand? But it would actually run, understand? With what they have heard, because for everything anyone hears, they actually pick and then their mind stores that information. And then the next time they want to like justify something from scripture or explain something from scripture, because it's, you know God's word of written in Greek and in English, and gradually they are running out of context. It starts when you want to put and um, when you want to launch and. Um, a a, a rocket, you understand? from a rocket launch pad, you understand? and you want to travel as far as do you know that you have to be certain that the rocket is faced in the exact trajectory, the exact direction because a tilt of 0.01 degree when you start launching it, it does not make any difference but the farther it flies in here the more it deviates, the more it deviates, by the time it gets to its destination, we it realize that it is very, very far from where it should have landed. Simply because of the error from the beginning on the rocket launch pad. Do you understand what I'm saying right now? So, yes. So, please take note. It. it is very, very important. Scripture is supposed to be precisely understood, precisely explained. Are we together now? Alright, have a nice time. In God's presence and enjoy your day. Amen.